Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Hi everyone, hola a todos. I'm so excited for today's episode because I got to interview my lender, Alicia Reyes, and every time that I talk to Alicia, I just learn something new around real estate investing or just around the lending terms and the options in regards to different types of loans. Anytime that I have a question in regards to any deals that I may be looking into, she is the person that I usually always reach out to and she has been nothing but amazing in providing information and just value. So I'm just so excited to share this interview with you guys. Alicia is a licensed lender and a self-taught real estate investor. She has been in real estate for the last seven years. And in her capacity as a loan advisor with New American Funding, she primarily works with the Latino Hispanic community in helping them achieve home ownership and closing the racial gap in housing. As a real estate investor, she currently owns four rental properties and recently completed her first ever flip. Alicia has helped me with my own real estate investment goals, and I know that she loves to help educate others on the basic of home buying and investing. She's a big believer that the more well-versed you are about lending terms, the easier it will be to carve your path for real estate success. Hi, Alicia. Hey. <laughs> Thank How you for that. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to have you. Um, we're going to jump right in because I know that um, your time is valuable. I know that you're you're a busy professional, um, but let me just start off by getting to know who Alicia Reyes is. Like, do you want to expand a little bit more on what I said? Um, and ultimately, like, tell us a little bit more about you. Um, where are you from? And, you know, kind of what your story is coming from, you know, Hispanic family, how it was for you growing up. Yeah. Um, so I actually was uh, born and raised in Aquas. Um, Aqua, Georgia. And so both of my parents um, are from Mexico, from Tamaulipas. And my, and my grandparents as well, they immigrated like in the 80s uh, to Georgia. And then my grandfather over time built um, Mexican, his Mexican restaurants and um, food distribution. And so with that, actually how that really came to be was he didn't realize he was actually already a U.S. citizen until his mother died. Oh, and then they realized, yeah, and then they realized that she was actually born in Texas. So back then, that automatically gave him citizenship. Oh, wow. And so that's why they made the move, right? And then my mom was three. She was born in Mexico, but she moved over. She was three years old. Oh, she was wow. little, yeah. And so um, they established themselves here in Georgia. Uh, we grew up Ackworth. 
it was, I mean, it was nice. I mean, it's not what people, you know, see it today. It was, it was really the boondocks. <laughs> right? We were out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it wasn't as developed as it is. Uh, and we were actually the first Hispanic family uh, up until middle school. Oh, wow. I was really, yeah, me and my sisters were pretty much the only uh, Mexican girls yeah. um, in school up in, up until, yeah, middle school when then it started, you know, more people started to come over. But now what we see is this huge Hispanic community. And that didn't exist back then, no, it didn't. like at all. That didn't exist at all. And so um, it was, well, that was hard growing up just on on that aspect of it. Uh, but, you know, I think you, everybody in a, in a, at a younger age, I think some people, unfortunately, we get bullied or language, um, you know, just the animosity kind of that thing. But but you just make a decision to like continue and, and love your culture and be within your culture and, and speak Spanish. So I do speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that your you know your parents instill that in you as well. So apart from not necessarily finding that community early on because it didn't exist, uh, but be able to find it later. As uh, my mom's also very entrepreneurial, like my grandfather. Um, so she had a Hispanic grocery store and um, off of Highway 92 in Wade Green, uh, and she had that for like ten years. And yeah. so, like, yeah, we I worked there. That's where I kind of developed more of my, my language and Spanish and then finding that community because there, you know, that's there was a little pocket and it just kept growing and growing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so as, as far as, like, being with the community, it, just because I've always been within it in that entrepreneurial way, I think that has led me, well, part of it, not all of it, to real estate. Um, and then just being with with my my extended family and then the businesses that that they had. So I worked in Los Reyes. Um, I don't know if those that remember the one on Chastain. Yeah. yeah so I've, I've done all that. So from waitressing, cashiering, um, busing, everything. Uh, and unfortunately, those um, businesses don't exist anymore on my grandfather's side. Uh, so we kept the the original building across the big chicken near Marietta. Um, and so that's been, yeah, that's been super great, especially for my mom, because uh, my, my grandfather has passed. It's been like 15 years now. And so to keep that within our family, because that's where it started, it's just really nice, even though we, it's been renovated to be an event hall or a restaurant. But sometimes you just have to adapt, but like it's still there. And so we do get people um, that come over and say, hey, I remember Los Reyes because Los Reyes operated for almost 40 years. And I, like, I took my kids here. I grew up here. I took my date here. I and so that's nice. So, so yeah. definitely, I feel like we're building back I, back that community, I guess, during that time that my grandfather helped because he he, he provided a lot of jobs. Yeah. And yeah. So Everybody knows Los Reyes. That's definitely true. Um, and that's yeah. like your grandfather's generation, your mom, and now you like ultimately using those areas of business. I know when we would drive up to Ackworth, it was like just open roads when we would <laughs> drive back in the days. It was like the middle of nowhere. It really did feel like that. But um, I can just imagine how that was for you growing up. I want to know like what got you interested in real estate? Um, I didn't think about it as a career. I didn't realize that there was even this whole lending world. <laughs> like the mortgage world mm -hmm. um, until my sister, my younger sister, she worked as a closing coordinator for a real estate agent. And then she told us, I mean, me and my older sister, she was like, Hey, you know, um, the agent works with the lender and like, this is what they do. Um, you know, why don't you guys look into it? Because I was working, you know, nine to five all the way and behind the airport. Yeah. Um, and I had been doing that for like four years. And I was just like getting tired of the drive. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we looked into it. Uh, and it wasn't really that difficult I, to get into, to, to be honest. Uh, when we looked at the course, it was three days. 
and you take a test and then you take um, the, the state test and then you do fingerprints and that's it. <laughs> so then I was like, why not? Let's just do it, you know, make that career change um, and let's just go for it. So I, I did it. My sister, uh, my older sister did it too. She didn't pass the test, but I did. <laughs> so I was like, let's do it. Um, we had met somebody actually through a different mortgage company that said, yeah, come on. Because at that time, this was what, 2019? Yeah. Because the Hispanic population was growing, the lending community hadn't hadn't really caught up to the fact that they needed Spanish speaking um, lenders because they were missing this whole demographic, yeah. which I didn't even know that at the time either. I just kind of, uh, as I've, I've been doing this, I kind of saw that, that there was that opportunity. But yeah, so I kind of just stumbled on it um, in different pieces. So one was that, the other piece was um, when uh, me and my husband got married, this was 2016, uh, we were looking for a home, but we decided we wanted a fixer upper. We wanted something with equity, not necessarily pretty because it wasn't going to be our forever home, but something that we could capitalize on. Um, and so that was a whole nother part of it where I just did a bunch of research because I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, he's just like, let's do it. And I'm like, great. And so I got so deep into like the rabbit hole. I listened to books. Um, I just looked up different websites that I could have started wholesaling. Maybe I should have done that uh, in 2016. Yeah. And, and then I was like, well, there's this whole renovation loan. And there was like, which I, I don't recommend now because I haven't seen that website in a minute, but HubZoo, um, mm -hmm. on, which is online auctions, because we saw this home, which is the, you know where I'm at right now. And it was like online auction, um, renovation loans, okay, cash only. And I was like, what is this? So I did a bunch of more research. Um, the agent I was working with is actually my cousin's wife. And so she had no idea either. And I was like, let's just go for it. And so she had to submit the offer as a licensed real estate agent. Um, I picked my own closing attorney just to make it easier and pay my closing cost. Um, it was just worth paying that without having the headache. And we got it. Like we submitted our offer and we and she was like, hey, you guys got it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so we went through the whole renovation uh, loan process, which I'm going to be super honest. It's a huge headache. But if that's what you're looking to do, it's, yeah. it's it was really worth it. It was really worth it yeah. um, to, to do it at that time. And so then like between that and the lending, I was like, OK, there's something here. <laughs> but, you know, let's do it. Yeah. So that's what really got me into it to begin with. And also the the, the flexibility. So one is helping the Hispanic community and, and that niche and there's that opportunity. Um, and then money, to be honest. I mean, I did study what I was working in before, um, but I after a year, it was a good grind for a year. But after that, I'm making more than I was making, you know, hourly, normal, nine to five jobs. So, so um, that's what got me all into that. <laughs> and then yeah. And then so, took off from there. <laughs> was that, would you say that that was like, like a little taste of the investor part of real estate for you? Because I know now you own, was it four properties? Yeah. yeah, four properties. Yeah, exactly. So once we were able to do that and, and fix up the home and get through uh, all the renovation loan, then that's where I was able to have the money because I took out a home equity for then the first rental property, which in hindsight... Um, you know, you always have to learn from your mistakes because um, even though I did a bunch of research, I had an FHA loan and I should have refinanced to conventional to get rid of PMI and then the home equity. I did not do that. <laughs> I <laughs> love you, how, you learn. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, what you're saying, you understand it pretty good because you've been in the field for a while. But like 
some of us that are unaware of like, what is the HELOG? How do I even use the HELOG or Epic? Like to me, when I started getting into real estate, it was a lot of um, educating myself around the, the lending uh, options pretty much because there's obviously different types you know, the, what you just mentioned with FHA convention. And I know that I like, I immediately reach out to you when I have a question. Um, I guess I'll just ask you because um, a lot of us in this new generation, like we're, we're thinking about buying hard assets and that would, you know, obviously like real estate is one of those, but like investing can you tell us what would what are the options like if we wanted to buy an investment property? So on investments, it's really important to know what your long-term goal is, right? And so that's going to dictate the type of loan. And so that's what I've learned over time, which I need to get better at, at doing like infographics and to put out there. Because um, I think it makes more sense when you chunk it and, and do like a, a yes, no, right? And, and kind of tell you where you're going. So if you're doing a long-term uh Rental. Uh, rent, rental, right? That's what you want. You want to hold the house, you know, I don't know, at least five years, you're going to rent it out. You know, there's different options for that as opposed to short term, I want to flip it and sell it and move on, right? Those are two, yeah, two different paths, two different types of loans. And then you also have to look at your own finances as well. And so I always say this, and, and I've learned this obviously in my in what I do, it's either time or money, right? And what's more important to you? So if you can qualify what I'm going to call traditionally, you, then then perfect right you you're you, you're gonna have better terms but if for, for whatever reason you can't you still have options but it's always going to cost you right yeah. and that's either going to cost you time or money or both right yeah, yeah. so as far as yeah the investing there's just a lot of loans out there um and again it's just what is your goal and and how to keep your costs because your, your costs need to be low obviously but also be open i think a lot of people get discouraged once they start like calling lenders and they're telling them all these terms and they're overwhelming them. And then I always like to tell people, hey, like all this is on, you know, if this is on the internet. You can go to like Investopedia, you can go to Bigger Pockets. There's a lot of resources out there that really break it down. Um, but then at the end of the day, it's knowing your numbers, right? Take the loan for the terms and do your numbers and make sure it works. Because if it, if it doesn't, you know, you can lose money, you can break even, but that's not the point. It's just like any business, like you, you need to make money. But yeah, yeah no, there's a, a lot of options. So it just depends on your financial situation. Um, but then that's how I actually discovered, right, my, how I did um, DSER, which is an, a long-term investment type loan, was through that research, because I had no idea either. I'm like, I want to, you know, invest. So the first one I bought, I, it was actually a mobile home in Woodstock, and I bought that cash with my home equity. So you didn't, if you buy cash, you got to do it. You don't got to do any of this. But if yeah. you got to borrow money, then you got to do all this. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I was like, okay, so how do I keep this going, but on a normal single-family home? And I did. I called a lot of lenders. People are not nice. I want to tell you that. I'm nice. Not, not the lenders that I called were nice um, to like help you and get that information, um, you know, how to look online, try to get, you know, get it broken down because they were just like shouting terms at me. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's but a different different language for those of us who are starting, right? It's like, yeah, it, it is. Oh. What is it that? Is like you want to ask, what, oh my gosh, like what everything is because you want to understand it, but it can be overwhelming. So, yeah. Yeah. And especially lenders are just, like I said, most of them are not nice. They just want to get you off the phone. But then that's when I figured out my options. And I was like, DSER, what is that? Let's look. And so then, you know, go to the internet. And yeah. my biggest problem was that to income. And so that kind of superseded that. 
Um, and so that's how I kind of just started learning about like, wow, there's all these investment options. And I just took it, took it from there to where I'm at now. Do you have a specific strategy that you've used the most for your properties? Um, yeah, long-term rentals. Long-term rentals. That's just our, uh, when I say our goal, it's me and my husband. <laughs> He's my other half to this. So he, we're, we're 50-50. You know, I find the home, I do the numbers, and he fixes the home. <laughs> uh, so that's our strategy there. But we've been trying to do long-term rentals at least one a year. Um, and it's just because we, it's just something that we want to do that we don't have to work for the rest of our lives. And that's income that keeps coming through. So if you do the work now, and then you get the reward month after month after month. Because when that rent check hits it's super nice so not good when it's someone that has to go out for the mortgages but good when it comes in so yeah, yeah that's my strategy um as far as flipping i didn't plan to do that i just that opportunity um came up when i was actually doing it for a long-term rental someone's like i, I want to buy it so i was like great um and so that kind of gave a taste to my husband because it's something i didn't want to do but he's always i always have to um really push him to do other things and then he saw what the difference was. And so yeah. that, that may be something we do in the future, maybe not as often. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, both strategies, but mostly long term. That's been our main goal. I like I've seen a couple of investors that I've talked to where they think they can go all in solo, like by themselves. <laughs> and yeah. Honestly, like they don't. I mean, I, I've learned that it really does require having a team. And knowing that you can't do everything by yourself, like you have to have contractors, you have to have a CPA, you have to have an attorney, you, have, you know, a, lend, a lender um, and working with those professionals together to really make deals work sometimes. Like you, you I think that's one of the big, biggest mistakes that I've seen is like someone who thinks that they can go all in and do do it all by themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah, it's a lot. And so whether you already have those people or you pay for those people, but yeah, you have to have your, you have to have a team. Oh yeah, right. for sure. What would you recommend to someone who may be interested in starting, um, like just starting to look into real estate investment properties? Like if, if I was the beginner, like where would I start? Yeah. So number, number, number one, is look, looking at your financial situation, your credit, your income, yeah. um, the money that you have saved. I mean, that's very important. So if you have not ever bought your first home, I know some, some people are renting and want to go straight into investing. And that's, and that's difficult. Again, you have to use what's to your advantage. And your advantage is always going to be your primary home where you live. Right. Because that's where you're going to get the most benefit from any type of loan. Right. Because that's the point. You know, they want home ownership. Um, and so once you have that, then you just expand on it. So I know there's different strategies. So there's, you know, house hacking where you rent by the room. Um, there's also if you have, you know, a basement and you live on top, you run out the bottom. You know, some, sometimes you have to start small yeah. and then you gradually you know, uh, get bigger because if you're, again, looking for like me, for example, a fixer upper that's going to have equity that I can pull out to then invest. Right. You just have to come up with that initial strategy and look at your financial situation, because if you're like, well, you know, I got a 600 credit score, uh, you know, and I got two thousand dollars in the bank and I make 15 an hour. I mean, I don't want to discourage anybody. This is going to be more difficult. So if you work on yourself first um, to be able to qualify and then buy your primary and kind of take it from there. But it's very important, even investing to to continue to to have a good credit. Honestly, good credit 
it's just going to get you everywhere. It's going to get you the best rate, regardless of the loan, uh, and it's going to open you to more options. So I would just say like credit is number one, money is number two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would just say, yeah, I would say that. And that's where you're stuck. That's where you need to, to work on because it's just going to be a lot easier. Because that's yeah. where it all starts is where's your credit? And then it kind of, whether you are eligible or not, and the rate. And that's going to make or break some of your deals sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's good information. That's good to know. And I- how about like, do you recommend using a HELOC through your primary residence to other investment deals? So yes and no. <laughs> a lot of these are going to be yes and no's because it just depends one, how responsible you are and then two, what your extra strategy is. So mm-hmm. when I took out my HELOC, again, this was like 2017, you know, HELOCs were relatively cheap, mm-hmm. right? And HELOCs are variable interest rates. So that's the other thing people have to look at. How, even though I can have this for, I think it was, it was 10 years on the draw. If I really, do I really want this for 10 years? No, right? And so is there an extra strategy to be able to pay that back quickly? Because now HELOCs are, 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 are up there, like I think almost triple the rate now where they were like threes and fours. I think there's like sevens, eights and above and it's variable. So as the, as, um, as the market changes and interest rate increases, so does that, that market prime. And that's what uh, HELOCs are based on. So it's just, I would say it's it's always risky because you're risking your home. And so it's just like that you have a good strategy where then you're able to pay that back. Because if you don't pay, the bank's going to take it, right? And that's separate from your mortgage. So yeah, it just, again, it depends on the numbers and what the goal is. Because what I did was with um, the, the, I did nine numbers, my rentals paid my home equity. But when rates were really low, right? And this was 20, 20, 2021, I, re- I refinanced. So I got a lower rate. I have a I had a three and a half. I got three point three, and then I um ref, I, I paid off my home equity and put it into my home. So I had a fixed uh, interest rate, and so I did the math. And by doing that, I saved myself like I think it was like two or three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Right? By putting it on top of my home and making it fixed at a lower rate. So again, it's just having that strategy because if you're just like I'm just gonna you know get this money and go for it and then not even know how and then in the, the day how I'm gonna pay it then that's where people I think get into trouble. So, so yeah, so yes, I do. And no, as long as it's a good strategy that you like, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to flip this home, for example, and I'm going to keep, I can keep my home equity for a year while I flip this home and then pay it off with the flip. Great. And then use it because that is the cheapest form of money that you're also going to get. So that's the other thing too. People are like, okay, where do I get money? Keylock is going to be cheapest. Credit cards are super expensive. Hard money is super expensive. So that's the other thing people, I think, forget to compare to when they're like, oh, well, the rate's too high. Well, it's like, well, is it higher than a than yeah. the hard money? No. Is right. it higher than a credit card? No. <laughs> and so, so it's like, okay, so if this is the plan and this is what I have, then and this is what it's going to, the money's going to cost me, then you just, you also have to compare that. And that goes for even investment um, loans uh, and the rates. Because I know people get scared. They're like, oh my God, it's so high. But I'm like, okay, but like, you're not, it's not any higher than a hard money loan. Right. So what are we comparing it to? Especially if like, the, that's the goal. Yeah. Then, you know, if, if people are not sure, and I always tell people, hey, like you need to actually be sure what you're going to do because then you get in trouble. And then it's hard to get out of it because it's, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, so yes and no. Again, it was just an opportunity for me to use it. And it's kind of made this far. Having calculated risk. Um. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Basically, it's calculated risk. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Thanks again, Alicia, for joining me today. I am so happy that you're <laughs> that you were able to come on the podcast today. Um, <laughs> I want to share this State Expo Bienes Raices um, event that's coming up, um, and it's being hosted by you, uh, Alicia Reyes, and also CS Homes Realty, Carmen Soto, and you guys are hosting it at the uh, Salon de Eventos Casa Hacienda, which is actually your mom's event hall, which I think really? it's, yeah, I think it's great that you guys are hosting this. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, so we're super excited. We're just getting all the vendors that are um, related to the home buying process because, you know, you see the agent. I'm kind of in the background, but, you know, I, I'm still there. Uh, but then we also have inspectors, insurance people, uh, like you said, like uh, CPAs and tax prep, you know, all that kind of goes into your your real estate, whether it's primary home or your investment home. And so this expo was to bring people to know like, hey, like this is a whole team. Like you see Car Harmon, you see me, but there's we have whole teams behind us that actually ma make this happen when you buy your home. And so just kind of giving that information to people. And it's, you know, mostly geared towards primary homeowners, first-time home buyers, but really anybody, because even on investment property, you're going to need the same people. You're still going to need an agent. You're still going to need a uh, closing attorney, inspectors, things of, of that nature. So we're excited. Um, and also to be able to showcase my mom's yeah new business. So she's been working on that all last year, and she got her final occupancy literally right before New Year's. Um, and so she's really excited. And so now this is like the first you know, like year, obviously, that that goes into um, business. And so she's showing it off. It's just kind of a, a little bit of an open house for that as well, because they'll be there and then everybody gets to see the beautiful space. So, yeah, that's great for you, both you and your mom and yeah. as well. <laughs> um, so that will be again, February 26th, right? Uh, February 26th yes. From two to five. Um, yeah. We'll be hosting this event and i think it's great that we can go directly to the professionals obviously and ask our questions especially um you know like our tias and theos our aunts uncles anybody who we know that may be interested in uh, purchasing a home for the first time or maybe you know just looking into investing as well yeah, they can come see us. We're there for yeah questions. Um, you know, if there's something more in depth, we can get your information and then contact you after. Uh, but yeah, it's really just open for the community. It is a free event. Um, and so everybody needs to come by, say hi, pick up some information. Um, and then we'll have a, a brincolin, um, a jumpy house for the kids. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll be good. family friendly. So yeah. <laughs> That's great. So for anyone who's living in the Marietta area, just the Atlanta metro area, I think um, it's a great location. Your mom's venue hall um, off of Cup Parkway and Roswell Road, right? Yeah, and you're in the Big Chicken. Here's uh, the big yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah, the big chicken off of 41. <laughs> um, and then follow us uh, on Instagram at uh, Alicia Reyes, the American Funding, because we'll have it posted there. Um, I think Wendy will have it posted as well. And then CS Realty will have it posted as well. Yeah, I'll make sure to put it on the description notes. Alicia, I think that what you're doing is like, you're literally building generational wealth and like just <laughs> your knowledge is so valuable. Um, thank you again for joining me today. It's my honor to like talk to you. And of oh, course, yeah. I'd love to have you on my team. I know that I can always count on you and I will definitely always be reaching out for any questions in regards to real estate. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to The Real Deal Podcast with me, Wendy Acosta. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite platform. It really helps me reach more people and share my message. You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal podcast. Bye for now.